0: Visit RTI on the web at English.RTI.org.tw.
1: You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Up next, it's Jukebox Republic. But as always, we start off the week with a fresh new episode of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, August 17th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hello. Up next, we'll be hearing the story of a lawmaker who may have to eat his words, or should we say, let someone else eat them. Then we'll be telling you about a town in the South that's getting ready to maybe unveil what could be Taiwan's first ever self-driving bus line. And we'll also be telling you about someone who broke quarantine and is causing quite a stir. All that coming up next. Please stick around. Right. Well, first up today, though, I want to tell you about a new or actually I should say old but rebuilt uh, tourist site that I think you probably couldn't find anywhere else in Taiwan than other than Taiwan. Uh, mm. I'm talking about the Shanyue Suspension Bridge. OK. Um, and this is a suspension bridge we should be clear for people to walk over. It, uh, and it's just it's I can remember how perplexed I was the first time someone said to me, uh, "Yeah, we're going to go see a suspension bridge today. Because uh, overseas, that's not really something you would go out of your way to see, right? usually. Um, but in Taiwan, they are a big hit. And I've, I've since come to realize uh, the reason why is because we've got a lot of very high mountains that oh, you can string them between. That makes sense. With very deep valleys in between. So for, for a Taiwanese person, right, saying we're going to go see a suspension bridge, isn't really <laughs> that, that unusual, is it? There, right, yep? but I'll never do it. I am afraid of heights. <laughs> so maybe, well, it's, you know what? More for them to enjoy because, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably good that you're not looking forward to it because they're fully booked until it looks like August 26th. Okay. <laughs> and this article's from last week, so actually it could be even further down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, like past the, their, their daily capacity. You have to actually book ahead
2: to, to go on this. That's how I'm popular Because I'm sure they limit is. the number of people crossing the bridge at the same time.
1: Right, right, right. But I can't think of anywhere else other than Taiwan where something like that. I mean, I know we like our domestic tourism, but really? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Um it was originally built... There was a bridge there that was built there in 1914. Wow. But um, then they built the Central Cross Island Highway in the in 1960, and it fell into sort of disrepair. Um, it, it had been used during the Japanese colonial period by local Turuku people, the local mm-hmm. indigenous group, and it was important for them, connecting different places they needed to go. But uh, yeah, it kind of uh, fell away, and they've decided that they're going to rebuild it. It's 153 meters over... Uh, the Li Wu river in Taroko national park. And so it's over, uh, h- high over a gorge. Mm. Um, and it goes over almost 200 meters. So yeah, if you're afraid of heights, maybe give this one a miss. I Not know. that you can get tickets, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got a viewing deck on both ends and it's wheelchair accessible. So, uh, and, wow. in, uh, if you are in a wheelchair or, or, or it also says strollers, strollers. So, right. uh, there you go. Um, it was opened with a blessing from a Taruku elder. Uh, and like I said, you got to book three to 14 days in advance. Uh, they're considering lifting the cab. It's 200 visitors each time now. Uh, and you have to go with a tour. It's like a uh, 45 min- gui- minute guided tour. Oh. On um, on the bridge, <laughs> I guess they see they take in things on both ends. Although, like I said, the bridges are an end to themselves sometimes here in Taiwan. So it could just be yeah, look at this lovely view. Um, and they the park is thinking about lifting the deli cap to one thousand two hundred. That's how this kind of capacity that they're looking at. Whoa! Uh, and they might build build trails that connect the bridge with already existing hiking trails nearby. So. That, uh, that would make tours more interesting, I guess, if you, there's something to see besides just the bridge. Right. But there you go. That is tourism Taiwan style. We're going <laughs> to go see a, a bridge. <laughs> topic these days here in Taiwan at least among those who have got citizenship here is what are you going to do with your economic stimulus vouchers mm. the government not long ago launched a program to try and vamp up the uh, domestic economy and uh, keep it insulated from covid-19 and all those the nasty effects that's having elsewhere so they basically they started a program where you pay a certain amount and they give you back vouchers Three
2: times what you
1: paid That are three times, yeah, they're worth more than what you paid um, Right and, But there was some controversy at first And, uh,
2: well, one lawmaker's words have come back to bite him Let's put it that way <laughs> Well, okay, first of all, let me just um, tell you what happened Well, maybe I should talk uh, about the legislator Okay, Well, when we'll the Well, fir- when the stimulus vouchers first came out Some people had doubts about whether Or rather were wary about, you know, people counterfeiting Forging those uh, stimulus vouchers. No, yeah, well, they can do and money. Why not vouchers? N- yeah, and so this, um, you know, a ruling Democratic, Democratic Party legislator, he said, okay, if any person would have found or any, you know, like gang would have found to have tried to counterfeit stimulus vouchers, mm-hmm. then he promises to, you know, treat everyone to a thousand um, chicken cutlets. Fried chicken cutlets. Fried chicken cutlets.
1: Taiwanese specialty. Yes, cooked chicken cutlets. Yeah, they're not raw. Um, (laughs) I I should say, this isn't the first time I've heard a politician make that same promise. They must love fried chicken cutlets here in Taiwan. I'm not sure what it is.
2: And it's usually just chicken cutlets, too. It's never anything else. Yeah, very seldom that we hear about anything else. But... Um, because I guess, you know, you can just hand them out right in the middle of a legislature meeting, I guess, and just treat everybody to it or something. No, it wouldn't be the legislature eating it because it's not them. So he said so whoever anyway, turns the
1: forgers in would get them, right? Right. Well, the
2: forgers in would get them. but So he was so confident no one... Could or would forge the Yeah, I guess, I guess he didn't think that anybody would. Um, well, anyway. Now, um, we do have a case, and it's <laughs> just only been recent. In Yunlin County, they found a group of five um, suspects who were really into making close to $85,000 worth of counterfeit stimulus vouchers. But fortunately, fortunately, they haven't gotten into the market yet. So, oh, so
1: they caught them before? Yeah,
2: caught them before. But
1: who knows, like, so, maybe someone else was... Oh, I don't
2: know, well, you're beat right. ...beat them
1: to it, you know?
2: Anyways, You may so, have to give
1: out 200 chicken cutlets then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so what happened was that um, there was this guy, he's um, his, his Mr. Sue. he's 69 years old. In fact, he's had uh, a record of making counterfeit um, uh, coins before, um, you know, like, yeah, money, so, no, have been notes convicted before. of that before? Um, I think so. Okay. So, um, anyway, apparently in July, um, there's this uh, sort of like a lottery shop, lot- lottery store that sells lotteries. They reported to the police that they found some counterfeit, you know, um, stimulus vouchers. So that's how the police started searching, and um, and they finally landed on the 69-year-old guy along with four other accomplices. And so this was um, over in. They found them in Sanhua County, in a remote place. They rented a, a, an apartment there, and that's what they were making. They were like five hundred. Um, these stimulus vouchers they come in two hundred um, anti dollar, or five hundred anti dollars. And so they found like a thousand of these five hundred anti dollar, you know, worth uh, stimulus vouchers. And anyway, so total came up to be eighty five thousand U.S. dollars, and um, they. Good thing that, you know, we caught them in time because I guess the the couple that tried to use the the fake stimulus vouchers to buy lotteries, it was a testing, just a tryout, you know, from the, you know, these bad guys to see if… if um yeah, just to test them out to see if any if a people so like, I guess they just kind of like you know a few just well, got a few into the market or something. Will but people I fall how. for it? Will people fall for it? I guess. Is yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. How good of a forging skills? But do you know, it have? it's it's like, let me tell you about these vouchers. You know, they're kind of tiny, and and I, I I sometimes they're so small in my wallet I forget that I've got them, you know. And and I don't know. I've wondered why they make them so tiny. They're not the same size as a dollar bill. Mm. you know like anti dollar bill and so which would make it easier but i think they make them smaller so i'm thinking and this is my guess that's they think they'll be harder for for it to be forged or something cuz they're much smaller size they're like you know really like money kind of like money for like money? like 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 toy money oh. <laughs> size <laughs> so but anyway um yeah, so that's, I think they were testing it out. So a few got into, you know, into the hands of some people who didn't realize it. So some of them are floating around there somewhere. But <sighs> You're right. Probably there are a few. I don't know. Uh, oh, well, But, you know, I wondered how, even if they would have to have made like these thousands of these fake vouchers, how are they going to get it into the market? I mean, I don't, I don't see how because these vouchers are issued by the government so how are they going to like mix it in with the you know the government issued stimulus vouchers? I, well,
1: they do, I don't know. Forged banknotes would are also it's the same thing. The government issues the real ones, but the fake ones circulate too.
2: And but, you can I don't know tell them apart. I'm being too naive. I just like how does it get in there? Because they would get it from the government. The government distributes them. And how would these fake ones get mixed in oh, with the government issued ones? Once, I mean, once I don't know. you spend it,
1: it's 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 invalid, right? So yeah, I guess maybe they aren't. Maybe so. Okay, I see what you're saying. So the system was gamed, but they're not circulating. Oh. Okay,
2: huh? All right. Well, that's I, that's why people are smart, huh? Well, I'm and wondering people who are really. Yeah, is uh, when are we going to see those chicken cutlets? <laughs> Do you think you and I would
1: get to have one? We're both not. We, you're like vegetarian, aren't you? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's too oily for me. I don't.
2: Occasionally, I have a, some chicken, okay. a but but um, yeah. Oh Wow. Well. Gosh, anything is possible. Huh? I know. I mean, what,
1: what have you guys pe- been using your uh, stimulus value grocery. grocery,
2: grocery <laughs> shopping. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: So not lottery tickets. No.
2: <laughs> or chicken cutlets. <laughs> no. Well,
1: I don't know if you remember, but a few years back, uh, Taipei was testing these automated buses along a select routes, like late at night. Mm-hmm. I think we reported about it. On this yeah. program, and then like we just didn't hear anything else about it. I don't know what happened to that plan. It doesn't seem we're not what a couple of years down the road we're not seeing these self driving buses all over the place, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Uh, in Tainan, though, uh, they may have them soon, <laughs> I guess. Uh, take oh, two, okay. Um, not they've yet. started right. a three month trial run, oh, okay. And they want to, their goal is to have Taiwan's first commercially operated self driving buses in 2021. Um, So the program was launched uh, August 9th, and uh, right now there's no passengers because they are just testing Testing. it out. Um, But it is very cool um, sort of a a technology that's powering this. They've got laser lights that uh, illuminate targets along the way, and they monitor traffic conditions, and uh, along the routes, there's the routes there will also be these devices that collect traffic data. So I guess how many cars are where it's jammed. And that will be processed by an AI system on the bus to instantaneously analyze the traffic and I guess determine whether it mm-hmm. switches lanes or what. Um, right. Or take a tef- totally different route. <laughs> yeah. Um, in addition, I guess they're not totally confident about this. It sounds theoretically like it would work. But uh, during the trial period... Uh, they will have a, someone sitting in the driver's seat just to make so sure that they can take over if if something goes wrong. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so the the goal is to start regular passenger services again on a trial basis in the fourth quarter of the year. So probably not that long from now. And in twenty twenty one, they're going to outsource it to a private some private company, and it will be out of their hands. It won't be, I think, municipal transport. But um, yeah. Right now. The well, I don't know Tainan that well, but it looks like the short routes that they're running um, aren't very long and they don't seem to go too many places that are very busy. I yeah. guess that's to make sure that there's not very much traffic, right. um, and they will only run on weekends at first. Um, and you so should guess, start
2: from small, yeah, right?
1: It's 2.5 kilometers, so that's, that's that's not a terribly long route, right? And the second one is also has a smart vehicle testing site there. So I guess if they have trouble, that's so that they can tow it back (laughs) afterwards. Um, They have some competition, though. New Taipei, and I don't know how this slipped under our radar, so to speak, <laughs> um, launched its own free autonomous bus service on August 3rd. So I don't know if that means they've already been beaten or if they too are still in the trial stages. Anyway, it's the autonomous bus space race we're in here uh, to see who can get it first. Um, again, this is only a five-minute route, uh, and it's near uh, the Kanding Light Rail Station, so it's up near Denshue, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, uh, they're not alone, though. Taipei and Taichung are also planning to start similar trial programs. I think I may have seen the one in Taipei. I think it's near us. What? Have you seen that that bus that's uh, in the uh, Flora Expo Park down the road from us? There's oh. a bus there, a very futuristic-looking thing, uh-huh. and it's in this sort of traffic-coned-off area. Okay. And there are always like security guards standing there, and I don't know. It's just... And then there's some sign that's like, the technology of the future. I'm guessing that's an automated bus.
2: So it's already taking passengers? No, it just, like, they have a little... Oh, so it still on a trial It ramp. looks
1: like a driving course. Actually, it's just like a lane that they've they've set traffic oh, cones up. And, so I don't know if that's part of Taipei's plan, or. but it seems like it's taken them a while, but we're finally getting around to maybe having automated buses be a real part of our future. All right. Well, so far, most people in Taiwan have been very responsible when it comes to wearing masks, social distancing, and all the other things we're supposed to do in the middle of a pandemic like this one. Uh, quarantining as well. We haven't heard too many stories of people breaking quarantine. Uh, today, we're going to bring you a completely different story. We're not going to talk about any of them today. Uh, we're going to talk about a woman who uh, well, I think probably should face jail time, but I don't know about mm. you. But uh,
2: Yeah. Okay, so this woman, um, she's uh, her her name is uh, Miss Guan. Gwen, she was coming back from Hong Kong, and she actually applied to be in quarantine over in Zhanghua. But he's she's not from there. So why did she apply to be quarantined? I don't there? know. I don't know. She just yeah, she applied to be there, but then only now you're supposed to be quarantined for fourteen days, right. fourteen full days. But she oh six days into her quarantine, she started complaining that the hotel is too small. She can't get Wi-Fi. And then she just hopped on a, a cab, and just went straight up here to Taipei District Court, and I um,
1: wanted from Jianghua. Yeah, she did. That's, it's, that's, that's, that's what like it says. A, that's like a three-hour journey. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. is crazy? For that money, she could have upgraded to a better hotel, probably. And no one at the but, front desk was like, um, "You're supposed to be in quarantine," and called yeah. the police. No one stopped her.
2: No, she, just got gotten a cab. She disappeared, and nobody at the hotel realized that until much later. And anyway, she she drove all the way. Well, she took a ride all the way up to Taipei because she wanted to sue the health ministry. Okay, <laughs> and about health yeah, ministry. and then about you know like you know taking away her freedom, that kind of stuff. I think she's. I don't know. She's, it's kind of strange. Um, so she got to the Taipei District Court. And um, when they found out who she is, they said they left her. They they made her put on a mask. Oh gosh, she wasn't even wearing a mask mask?
1: mask? with a taxi driver. And now she's in
2: court. The taxi driver didn't know who she was, I guess. But then and made her stay right by the door, you know, and uh, until they could get her an appropriate officer to talk to her about it. So the thing is that uh, the court. Decided, this is not a case for the court. So, because it's not like she's under arrest, it's not like she, her freedom was taken away from her or anything like that. And she's going to be fined uh, seven thousand U.S. dollars. But just okay. fine,
1: though, like yeah, it's really dangerous. I know. And, and so, so, she, so like that journey again is like three hours. Yeah, and
2: Zhang Hua appeared three and three and a half, maybe. Well, it put the driver in in danger. But it, the thing is, um, and then all the people at the at, right, exactly. Okay, so. She basically um, checked into the quarantine, you know, uh, qualified hotel on the 6th, August 6th. And then um, she just left uh, without paying for anything. Okay, hey, Yeah, I guess you pay on your own, right? Okay. Yeah, it's
1: self it's Self-quarantine, yeah. yeah,
2: self-quarantine. So maybe that's own. why she chose Sanhua for a cheaper hotel. I don't know. But that's... But anyway, <laughs> so... Then she just disappeared and nobody realized what what happened to her. And then they found that she, so they decided to um, ask all those people who were in contact with her to go into self-quarantine themselves. And they kind of, um, you know, disinfected the whole um, district court. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: But how many people are now going to also have to be in quarantine who otherwise wouldn't have?
2: It doesn't say the number here. But you know, that's what happened. She complained that there's no windows in the hotel. She could hardly breathe. She couldn't get in touch with her family. She couldn't breathe. That's probably a friend's... sign
1: of COVID. You don't want to be. <laughs> she couldn't
2: anyway, get, she
1: couldn't get in touch with her family. That's not.
2: Yeah. She, so. she didn't have a phone. I, you know, I she doesn't realize, you know, that we take this very seriously. I think she oh, might no. have been in Hong Kong for a very long time. and hadn't realized. I mean, she knew about the fact that she has to be quarantined, but she hadn't realized how, you know, because of our strict, you know, guidelines. Well, that's why we've been so Hong Kong. So Kong world all like, containing down? it.
1: wasn't Hong Kong like shut down entirely though. I mean, so she
2: should know that it's but, even worse there and now. Right. But the thing is, yeah, but I any mean, any any Taiwan nationals can come back to Taiwan, even though we're shutting out others from sure, other countries. Sure, what right? I'm saying
1: is she probably saw, like, a city in shutdown. And, I mean, try
2: complaining, breaking quarantine and complaining there and see you, what happens, you know? You know? So I, she should I'm, know better. I'm sure we're doing a very good job at this because even— know, in, in even the US health secretary who was just here, Alex Azar, he really complimented about how, you know, well we, we do in controlling the uh you know, inve- infection, I mean, uh, the well, uh, disease in prevention here. Well, maybe now that, thanks you to know? this person, that's all over. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> oh man. well, I don't know. But that's just a fine? Just a fine? That's like endangering <laughs> people's lives. That's not... I know, really. So, you know what? Actually, they even just let her continue her quarantining in Taipei. Oh, I would have sent her back. <laughs> you, you know... <laughs> Try, try sit, You think you can't breathe now Try sitting in a
1: jail cell for a couple days
2: Well you know what Maybe they can keep better watch of her Here in Taipei oh, just,
1: Whereas, That's scary Like, And letting, if she
2: ever does it again Maybe she will be jailed after
1: all uh, This is bad precedent Bad precedent odd timing, because at least as far as I know, at least until recently, all the water fountains in Taipei were shut off. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Environmental Protection Administration has launched an app that is going to show you where your nearest public drinking fountain is. Okay. Um, I don't know if you can use them right now, but uh, the idea is to reduce the amount of bottled water people are drinking. And I'm very bad about this, too, but... You, well, just don't yeah. you don't know whose lips have touched it and uh. you try not um, to
2: touch but the thing is yeah maybe i'm sure that it's anyway. wearing a mask while not in use <laughs> um
1: anyway it's called water refill map and confusingly its chinese name means offer a tea
3: mm-hmm. no they're just offering
1: water, water. sorry uh it's available on iOS and Android, and it provides information about uh, drinking fountains installed by government agencies and local businesses. I'm not sure. I guess they did a survey to find who has them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, apparently, it's been sort of available for a few months, but uh, it's really getting online now. You can find more than now more than six thousand drinking fountains across Taiwan. So it's not just you know in the Taipei area, and the number is going to be doubled by the end of the year. So wow. I guess. I guess that's all the because like the government should know how many water fountains they have. I guess that's private businesses who they're asking about. Um, you know,
2: I think I'm guessing, I'm picturing that they they'll be set up in such a way you cannot like drink straight from the water fountain uh, you, you, you can only fill with a bottle but yeah I know, I know John I know. I appreciate thinking. the idea
1: but <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway
1: um, there is and, and I'm a big part of this problem I'll admit um, consumption here apparently averages 1 billion bottles a year that's just just in Taiwan um, and if those plastic bottles were lined and and they could circle the Earth five point seven times, we're good at recycling. But there is still a lot of plastic pollution around. Oh yeah, and uh, well, at
2: least I recycle.
1: So at least I can say that.
2: Um, Well, you know, those um, PD bottles, they have different gratings. Right. Now, there are certain ones that you really can't use, overuse too many times.
1: Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, (laughs) you can supposedly report any issues with water quality, but I don't know if there's like a red flag for, oh, no, that person just like kissed the water fountain. No,
2: I'm just saying that you should be (laughs) Um, getting a water bottle yourself, uh, a nice water bottle. I have one, but I... Not those plastic ones.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right. Reducing the use of plastic bottles will lower energy consumption and carbon emissions. And those are both things that we can all get behind, I think. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, when they have, like, infrared sanitizers. Or eh,
2: <laughs> maybe they do. Check it out. You know, we do Check have one certain, out. what
1: Taiwan does have do a good job with, with is those water dispensers. You um, can have hot water. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Every actually,
1: our office has one too. Yeah, we've got pretty yeah, much every, every office has one. So, yeah. I guess I should start using those when they carbonate them, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste and I'm Shirley Lin. Stay tuned for more Shirley up next on Jukebox Republic. <laughs>
2: you've just tuned in to Jukebox Republic, I'm Shirley Lin. Did I ever tell you that my mom is a real Zumba enthusiast? And she's 81 years old this year. She's been doing Zumba for three years and just loving it. She's diabetic, so this is good for her. She's so committed. She's been going three times a week. And now I'm thinking, maybe I can take the class with her. That's only because I was asked to take one class with her last week. And I think I like it. It was kind of fun. It weren't, you know, um, too hard And so, I don't know, maybe I'll take up on it Here's 喜欢, I like it By Matilda Tao, Tao
4: Jingying i
2: Now I might have told you before that I had wanted to take Zumba before um but then gave up because my knees hurt so much after taking one class and it hurt my knees hurt for two whole days it was agony. It was kind of disappointing then because I had wanted to find something to do to keep me fit. Well, what happened this time was that my mom Lily Asked my hubby, Big John, to help her videotape her doing the Zumba class because she wants to keep the video as a memoir. She actually loves dancing, almost any form of dance. I think I've taken after her. She had been an instructor in Tai Chi dance before and some other dance as well for many years. But she regrets that she'd never videotaped any of that. So this time she made sure that, you know, this one is videotaped, something that she loves doing. So, Big John said yes and then persuaded me to take the class with her so that, you know, uh, make a video of mother and daughter doing something together. So, um, without prior arrangement, my mom and I ended up wearing the same fuchsia-colored T-shirt. So, we actually looked good on video. The instructor herself is like a 40, 50-year-old woman. 40? 40 40-something? A tiny woman. She knew about the videotaping and was afraid that I don't know the steps, so she insisted on rehearsing with me some of the steps in the beginning. Well, I told her I can just follow by watching her, Um, but anyway, so she showed me and my mom, you know, a few moves. Then we started the class. Now, all the other students in class look like mothers in their 30s and 40s and 50s. There's like a total of about maybe 10, 12 students um, so the class was all fine. I was really enjoying it and but I made sure that I went slow. I figured I wasn't going to make big moves and then exhaust myself too soon, you know, and I didn't want to hurt myself. so I kind of went slow on moves, you know, and not jumping that high, that kind of stuff. So here's a couple of songs about slow, taking it slow. First one is by Stephanie Sun, Mama Lai. The second one by Pong Tan, de 慢慢 means slow
5: And goodbye 我的火烧期待想你 online我連夜 趕來我所有的時間哎呀已經吵在 What 太快 Oh 去來,那就對白,只要一會會說出來。
2: I'm so glad my mom reminded me to wear knee pads because they really helped. It didn't hurt as much after the class. And yeah, the moves weren't too hard. I saw my mom wasn't making big moves either, but she was jumping whenever the teacher jumped, turning when the teacher turned and spinned, but not so much either because my mom would get dizzy. Actually, I would too. So sometimes I just kind of stayed in place while everybody else spinned. But my mom was like smiling the whole time while dancing. I mean, she was just loving it. Or is it because she knows she's on camera? Anyway, the teacher has a lot of energy and she's a tiny woman, like I said. But I was getting a little exhausted after just about 10 or 15 minutes into the class because, you know, it's been years since I've done such vigorous exercise in a long time. I mean, if not counting the mountain climbing that I did last month. I looked over at my mom, and she was, like, flushed, but she still kept going. I was afraid that she was going overboard without realizing it, because I thought the flushing was because she's exhausting herself, or maybe that she wanted to outdo me, you know, like, anyway, but she really kept on going. After about 40 minutes, I decided to stop and walked over to the side, now the class is, like, one hour long. Actually, I was also afraid that I will be too tired since I was going into work after the class. I was also thinking that I don't want to hurt myself, especially, I have a slight heart problem, um, and I wanted to put her alone in the spotlight because Big John was still shooting the video. He said he was exhausted too, but uh, he told me that, wow, my mom can really dance as he was you know videotaping, he could tell, and I hadn't sweat so much in such a long time. I mean, is that why I stank so badly that day? I really stank. I stunk. Um, what's the word? Stink, you know, past tense. Anyway, here's actually a song about sweat by Zhou Bi Chang, one of my favorite singers from China.
3: 胸中有冰穿在骨上長 Talk. 一分钟有冰川
2: So I rested, and as I watched the others still dancing, I just felt like I'm liking this. You know, the moves are not too hard. Um, It's fun, and the teacher's nice. And I just thought, yeah, I can do this. So maybe I'll tell my mom that I want to take the class with her. Maybe, you know, with my schedule, work schedule, I can do two classes a week maybe. That's not bad. Anyway, um, I'll let you know if I really commit to that. But uh, for now, thank you so much for tuning in to Jukebox Republic. And to end the class that day, uh, the teacher used a song by Jay Tso. It's like a recent hit called Mojito.
3: 伴给我的爱人来一瓶抹一斗 Yes